We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast i'm your host jacob morley you can find me on twitter at jacob morley and i am joined today by my co-host, Ross Uglum. Find him on Twitter, at Ross Uglum. And ladies and gentlemen, if you thought you haven't heard enough of Ross and I talk about current Packer Christian Watson, you were mistaken. Because it is the Christian Watson episode today, and we are going to talk about him and really dive into what we think he can do as a rookie for this team and beyond. But before we get to that, Ross, we have to give out draft grades. The only draft grades that actually matter, draft grades on the Packers draft class, using only the number that they chose to wear on their jersey. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a jersey draft grade. So, Ross, before we get into that, how are you feeling, man? You feeling good? I'm good, man. And, uh, you know, we're like, we're supposed to talk about C dub, and that's fine. But, like, I want to, I've been wanting to get out ahead of being like called a homer. Um, you know, some of our listeners don't have Twitter. Some of our listeners don't follow me on Twitter. Whatever. I'm over it. Um, but here's a tweet from Saturday, I think. I said, I'm, I'm going to get, Accused of being a homer when I talk about this draft, but Green Bay snagged the number 10, number 17, number 63, number 89, number 104, and number 131 guys on my Packers board. Folks, they grabbed six of my top 104 players. Like this, if 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 this class sucks, I'm not a good evaluator, is basically the deal. So um, I was just thrilled, man. Um, the Quay Walker thing had me just rattled. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he didn't make a pick that I wasn't juiced about until round seven. And then I got mad at myself for being mad about anything that happens in round seven. Yeah. That's – I think we're pretty much the same. The Quay – the Quay Walker pick shook me. I was shooketh. <laughs> 
but he's not a bad. But he's not a bad player. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of where I am resigned to the fact of like, okay, you know, maybe they use him in a different capacity. Maybe they line him up all over the place. Maybe they use him as a pass rusher. In he's got capacity. wild potential as a pass rusher. Like right. So maybe we're getting you know discount Micah Parsons in year yeah. one. I don't know. I mean, if they use him in that role, that's exciting. Um, but they could, and that would really justify like the positional value. And I actually, I was pretty okay with the pick about 15 minutes after it was done. It's just with, with, <laughs> yeah, with these. I totally talked myself into it. <laughs> well, no, I liked, I liked him plenty. I liked him plenty. I like his tape. I think he's a really good football player. I just didn't think they were going to take inside linebacker. And they did. And it well, just seems and, like yeah. and every I mean, year. I definitely had inside linebackers ahead of him too. Um. My thing with inside backers in this draft class, and another reason I was shook is like I probably would have been cool with just taking like Trey Anderson in round two. Shit. If you want, you know, yeah. if you want that alien athlete. Uh, but whatever, they didn't do that. And so yeah. I also trust Goody because he's proven to be really good at this. So if that's who he had his as his inside linebacker one for this team, then do it and go for and it. Quay Walker, Quay Walker didn't get bulldogged in North Dakota State. He did not. He did not. <laughs> Frisco, Texas. <laughs> uh, but the, I was actually like reverse because I, I didn't like – I think my least favorite pick was Devon, Devontae Wyatt. And oh, I, boo. I, I, I know. I Listen, no. I, know, I don't like olds. You can, call, you can call me ageism, whatever it is, but I'm just not a big fan oh. of – but here's, here's the thing with Devontae Wyatt. Oh. That if he is what he is right now, because I think at, I, I subscribe to the idea of when you're 24 years old, that is pretty much who you are. You're not Good. really a you. Re- and so that's kind of where <laughs> that's kind of where you fall then. Right. It's like, OK, if he doesn't get any better. Is, is he good care. in the NFL? But he bet. But if he's not good in the NFL, he's just not going to be good. You know, so. I don't know what the upside is, but like what you're saying, Ross, is if he comes in and he should and he just plays like really so, good, com- really good complimentary football next to Kenny Clark. Awesome, that's a great pick, and he's worth it. But like, here's the I, thing, too. Kenny Clark, there was projection on Kenny Clark, like without question, Devontae Wyatt was a better college player than Kenny Clark. I don't think it's particularly close. I don't know. As though I like Devontae as a prospect better than Kenny Clark, but he was a better college player. Like this guy yeah. has 89 pressures. He had 36 pressures in 2019 when he was not an old. Well, I think you put it, it's like this, like as how I would look at it. Would you if you had to go to battle today, you had a game tomorrow, would you want 16-year-old Kenny Clark or whatever he was when he got drafted, or would you take Devontae Wyatt? And, like, I get it. I'd take Wyatt. You know, like, he's more ready to play right now than Kenny was coming out. Like, so I totally get that. And I also – it's like, man, they treat their second first-round pick like, hey, let's go take the alien projection guy in Quay, and then let's take the high – you know, the high floor, floor, low ceiling guy in in Devontae and the call it a day. I don't know that the ceiling's that low. But whatever, whatever. Maybe I, maybe I don't know. Um, I also didn't watch the interior defensive line class that much. I watched. I like Logan Hall a lot. I like Travis Jones a lot. I liked Wyatt. Um, I like his tape. 
I just, the 24 stuff is weird to me. That's just odd. The, so two things that happened the first round I thought were odd, uh, but I'm fine with it, especially when you look at days two and three. Days two, for, for as head-scratching as day one was, like process, days two and three were just like, no, duh. Like, of course, like, of course they did what they did. Those day two and day three were such, such Packers people. Man, like, this, I mean, look, my guy, like, I'm just looking at the PFF stats. I'm not, I'm not talking PFF grades. I'm talking about PFF stats. My guy on only 420 steps because that, um, because that front was deep, like yeah. deep, deep. Like Jermaine Johnson going in the first round had to transfer to Florida State to play. Right. So only 423 snaps. And this is, by the way, a team that played in a conference championship, a playoff game, and a national championship. Like, listen to these snap counts. Listen, seriously, listen to these snap counts. 36, 22, 12, 20, 36, 33, 37, 19. Tennessee, he had 55 snaps, but he was, was also his highest graded game of the season. Um, he wrecked them. But you're getting my, my point. Like, as a part-time rotational defensive lineman, not because he sucks, but because that is what they do. They come at you in waves. Um, he had 26 pressures and tw- and 21 stops. So outside of his, like, 26 pressures, he also created 21 failures for the offense based on down and distance. At yeah, defensive so- tackle. Well, like, th- this guy was not blockable. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, yeah, so two things. One, people are going to, you know, I think the thing with him, it's like, well, if he's as good as he's going to get right now, like let's say that's worst case scenario. He, he's got to, he's got to play in the pros. Dude, he was playing against pro level players every week in the SEC. Right. So yeah. he's, it's not like he was playing at UConn. And then the second thing is someone. <laughs> Travis Jones just catching strays. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> He's not a pa- he's not a Packer now. If you're not a Packer now, I never liked you. <laughs> you you were terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like you. Not um, a Packer now. I'm over you. <laughs> uh, but then, man, someone, dude, someone else posted a clip today of Devontae Wyatt lining up on the outside and like bending the edge and playing horizontally for against uh, a really good offensive tackle. And I'm in. I am in on that. So. Uh, the next thing, Ross, uh, that I think we can talk about is round two and three. We're 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 joined by by young Rocky, who <laughs> seems to be pretty pleased actually with um with the draft. He's 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 not he's not sleeping, but he's not mad. It doesn't look like not yet. I'm gonna see if I can Hi. make him mad. <laughs> there we go. He'll be quiet now. We're all good. Uh, so okay, so. Rounds two and and uh, three, four, and five. So days two and three. Um, we won't get into that as much because that is the other folks are going to break that down. But yep. uh, our buddy Jacob Westendorf actually let us. We got to get to jersey numbers. You, we oh, got yeah, off on a gotta, complete tangent. Oh, yeah, 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 my bad. So we do. We have jersey. We have we have draft grades. We need to hand out. So yeah, um, let's start with Quay. Let's start with Quay Walker coming out and uh, picking number seven, single digit, doing it. Uh, for our dear friend Owen Reese, just to make him happy, <laughs> bro. Uh, I think both Devonte and and I love to see it happen. I think the both Devonte and Quay Walker ended up with their college numbers, and I just like that. I like that symmetry. I like, um, I like everything about it. There is nothing more drip than Quay Walker in seven. Especially because, like, if it was like Nicobe Dean and it was like this little linebacker, you know, somebody's like 5'11, 220. This guy is enormous. He's tall. He's long. Like, you're going to see that seven. Um, I, I, it, it's it's going to be sweet, especially because, you know, Green Bay, I think, has put some linebackers in the 40s. Like, Jake Ryan, I thought 47 was an elite aesthetic, especially one of my, one of my favorite drip levels for the Packers of all time was Jake Ryan's fit in the whiteout game against the bears in the color mm-hmm. rush where he had mm-hmm. the white pants, the white top and the blacked out visor yeah. elite aesthetic. But Quay Walker with seven is just an a plus plus it's just, it's, it's going to be spectacular. Um, you know, I moved him, as I mentioned, like I moved him from uh 80, like second overall for me to about eighth uh, with the seven and um, I'm really excited yeah. for his Hall of Fame uh, tenure, you know, that's about to start with the Green Bay Packers. I, oh. I could not be more thrilled with seven. Without a question, in my mind, he'll be the last one to ever wear that number, too, which is special. <laughs> you know, that'll be cool. Um, they need to stop doing that. They're running out of single-digit numbers. 
<laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, just an incredible aesthetic. And he is, I mean, inside linebacker for, you know, whatever your ideas on in the inside linebacker position are. That is like one of the drippiest positions oh, that yeah. you can be. Absolutely. You are, you are the guy in the middle of the field. You are supposed to be the MFer, And I want two guys and they have two guys that were grown in a lab oh yeah playing inside well, linebacker for them right now it's gonna be fun if but i can they, get dreads maybe a towel yeah you know like the, the way the waving towel as you run and then i just need yeah. armbands i need symmetrical armbands but i need armbands i'm excited i wish can uh, honestly can i can i drop a little take here yes campbell's numbers trash i hate it so much 59 is not a, uh, an elite number. The only no. guy I the only no. guy I ever really liked wearing 59 was Niall Diggs. I don't know why. I just <laughs> thought he did a, did a good job with that. But yeah, that's I, all right because Campbell is awesome. So right, we could. I, but I feel I feel like we could have done better for my guy. But my guy was also basically like a, almost a like a camp invite. <laughs> oh, dude, they 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 dug into the bottom of the barrel and just grabbed a jersey and threw it at them. <laughs> like here you go. <laughs> Here you go, Devon. I'd love uh, something like forty-four for Campbell. Ooh, forty-four is sick. Um, I, I think Ty Summers actually has a pretty clean aesthetic Ouch, with that number. That's right. That's right. Uh, so he wouldn't give that up, that's and he right. still is under contract. And I had a lot of hopes for him just because he did pick forty-four. Uh, <laughs> he looks so clean. <laughs> he does. He hardly. He doesn't look clean though when he's missing tackles. So, uh, but. <laughs> But yeah, so Devondre Campbell, ninety-five, you know where he's playing. That's just like that's just so solid. Uh, so I would Devontae give Wyatt. Yeah, yeah Devontae. What did I say? Campbell. Yeah, you said Devontae Campbell again. A lot of a lot of a lot of Devondres. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Quay Walker, a a plus times three for that. Yeah. I would give uh, Wyatt just a solid A. I think that's such. Yeah. A, I think ninety-five is a solid number. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Tyler Lancaster maybe kind of made it look sloppy. Um, but I think why it'll make it look clean again. And then uh, the guy that we're going to be talking about. So, here so my take, my take, by the way, if, if, so Jordan Davis wore 91, 99 in Georgia. If Devontae Wyatt had worn a different number, I would want him and Ford to switch numbers because I think 99 would be such a sweet number on Devontae Wyatt. But because it's his college number, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let it pass. I'm gonna let yeah. it go. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I like I think it's cool that you keep the same number. Um, a guy that did not keep the same number, and we were shout out we Curly were, Lambo. We were worried. Oh, we were. We got, we got I mean, I I legitimately lost sleep. I was I went from really. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I'm dead, dead serious. <laughs> Dude, I know. I went to bed that night just like worried. Like, <laughs> why would they? Why would they give him 82? Why he didn't? He didn't ask for that. He doesn't want 82. Who's ever been good in 82? And then someone's like, "Oh, Jimmy Smith." And I was like, "Oh, gross." Dwayne Bow. Dwayne Bow. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> so I I started I started I started talking myself into it like okay oh, no, whatever no, all right no, and then I'm they came bit. out then they came out yes. and they they just when they thought we thought we were out just when we thought we were down they re-released that thing and they're like boom number nine single Was that Danny did Danny Etling die so I don't Christian know. Watson I think can he, fly <laughs> I think he might have I think they gave I think they gave Danny Etling to eighty two they're just like, and, hey man you just wear this and like I need by the way. And this is insane. It may be. But here's my take. If you are going to be at all a non-receiver receiver, and what I mean by that is if we're going to hand it to you 
if we're going to run tunnel screens to you, if you're going to return kicks, I need you to be in a teens or a single digit. If you're yeah. a gadget guy, I need you to be in the teens or a signal, single digit. I'm not trying to run my gadgety stuff with somebody in the 80s. I just I don't I don't want to see it. I'm not about no, that. We tried it with Ty uh, Ty Montgomery. We just saw how that ended. It just yeah. didn't end well no. for us or anyone involved. No, Shout if you're to- gonna be a gadget guy and you're gonna do gadget like when Cordero Patterson lines up in the backfield wearing 84, I want to die. Yeah. It, it makes me so upset. Christian Watson and, is gonna be the first go ahead. I I just want to be clear. This is nothing to do with an unfair advantage, like some people like to point out, running backs wearing 80s. I don't think that's unfair at all. I think it's unfair to my eyes. I think it's unfair to the aesthetic. (laughs) Okay, that's that's all it really is. (laughs) That's all it really is. Uh, But, yeah, C-Dub coming back with nine is just – is close. I will say Montgomery's saving grace is that it was 88. It was symmetrical. It was okay. If he would have been like 81, I would have wanted to die. And that's how I feel like when Cordero Patterson plays running back wearing 84. And 82 is worse than everything you just mentioned. Oh, my God. 82 is the worst 80s number. Nine is great. Nine is is great. I'm very excited for him in nine. Would have preferred 11. I don't think I can ever root for Sammy Watkins now. Shout out Sammy Watkins. uh, He didn't give that up. He didn't offer it. He didn't say, hey, Christian, I think you would look good in this. You should take this. But like Dub wore one, and that's unofficially retired for Curly Lambo. Like he never wore 11. So I don't think it would dawn on anybody for for Sammy to. Why would that not dawn on you? One, 11 is two ones for us. I know what it is. Thank you, Jake. That's helpful. That's helpful. That dawn on you. That'd be the first thing that would dawn on me. Yeah, I wore one. What's better than one? Two ones. It Eleven. <laughs> in any case, in any case, that, do we need to talk? Do we need to talk about the offensive lineman? Like seventy-five is a sick number for for Sean good. Ryan. No, no, I have right. takes. I, I have takes. <clears throat> very good. Well, I do too, actually, very, because very, very good for Sean Ryan. Um, very excited. Ro- Romeo. Oh, a plus. A seven. A plus. Love the only it. thing the only thing I will say about Dubs is again, if he ends up being the punt returner, I'm gonna wish he was in a teen or a single digit. And he's not gonna be, and it's it's fine. Um I I love 87 for dubs. I really do. Little Robert Brooks aesthetic. I I, I really like it. I 87 is such a, a good number in Green Bay too. Like oh, our, yeah. our our boy Jace did could, couldn't quite live up to the hype, and that was unfortunate. You know, that was unfortunate. But you never, I think Ro- you, never you never want to. Be, it's like the the guy who uh, succeeded Bill Snyder at K State and failed miserably, and that I think happens a lot. Like Bill Guthridge after Dean Smith, and they had to go get Roy. Yeah, you never well, want to be the guy. You never want to be the guy after the guy. You want to be but, the guy after the guy after the guy. But sh- shout out to Jace for kind of, you know, clearing the chamber, if you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, getting, shout getting out. Ready, getting ready for Romeo to kind of just like have that thing. I was a little bit surprised that he didn't take like 17 or 19. I, yeah. I found it odd that they. They have not given this, out 17. But they did give out 55, which is interesting. Uh, Whatever. But, you play for the Vikings. Uh, yeah, I, that's what you. I mean. I think yeah. that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, hey, they still kind of have that level of respect for Devontae to be like, hey, man, we're not going to let anyone wear your number for a year. Um, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Fine. No, for um, sure. Because I would have put – honestly, I would have put dubs in it. Same. I would have I I been fine. I would have been fine if, if Christian would have took it, taken it. 
I'd be like, ooh, okay, okay, <laughs> but uh, he didn't, so that's all right. Uh, but yeah, so I don't even know where so at Doves. Who is the next pick? Zach Tom fifty. Zach Tom fifty. Uh, he has to play center, in my opinion. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do, like it's fine, and it's actually kind of sick. But he better play center. I don't need my left tackle wearing fifty. He better play center. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, dude, I. I said this today, and like a few people smarter than me have even said it. Like uh, Zach Tom reminds me of Bakhtiari when he came out of Colorado in the yeah. sense of they might just stick him at tackle and be like, "This kid's not losing. This kid's right. not losing. Why would we right. move him?" Yeah, you no, know, um, because that's kind of you turn on his tape and like he keeps his butt pointed at the quarterback well, at that- all times with the defender in front of him. Like that is an elite trait. Yeah. I don't care if his arms are not 35 or whatever. I mean, that's, and that's Bakhtiari. A little bit longer than Bakhtiari's. Yep. Yep. And he's got the feet, but uh, so anyways, I'll get get over it. You know, if he becomes a Bakhtiari level tackle, I'll allow him to play there in my mind. If he's wearing 50. But here's the thing. I am, if he makes it a tackle, I am absolutely releasing Cole Van Lannon and giving 78 up. You think to Zach Tom. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was <laughs> never in college. <laughs> hey, Zach, here's 78. I don't want this. <laughs> hey, Zach, here's 78. <laughs> You're switching numbers with, with John Runyon oh, Jr. Man. Oh, God. He took his number from his dad. We're so screwed. This is no, bad. No. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's he's not getting a better number than fifty um, to play tackle. But uh, also, I just Twitter searched Packers numbers, and there's just a bunch of tweets of you and I and a bunch of other people <laughs> berating the Packers for not releasing <laughs> the numbers earlier. <laughs> hey, ever saw angry hey, Packers? Packers question angry. mark. <laughs> Why did it take so long? Uh, um, who can do the undrafted kids' numbers first? Yeah, I was furious when that happened. I was irrationally mad. Um, who's after Tom Kingsley? Our King? <laughs> I'm so excited for this young man. Yeah, so, he's he's a dog. So you he's, he's got a dog number too. You've noticed um, if you if you do if you are one of the few <laughs> or if you are one of the folks that follows me on Twitter um, that's listening to this. Probably not the few. I shouldn't say that. Um, I'm a little bitter at Twitter right now. I'm, I'm what they call shadow banned. You can look that up. Um, I've been stuck on 16 and a half thousand followers for about a year because of their algorithm. Anyway, um, <laughs> I th- so Enigbare, Kingsley Enigbare, uh, wore 52 until his final season, and then he wore one, and he looks sweet. And what I've always said, and I said this to Tony Pierce Jr. at North Dakota State after Trey Lance left, he took number five, and I said, son, you better have 12 sacks because if you're going to play defensive line and wear a single-digit number, you need to get 12 sacks. That, that's that's the way that it goes. And obviously, you know, um, one being retired, not available, 52 uh, being worn by 2022 All-Pro, first-team All-Pro, Rashawn Gary, not available. What uh, what outside line, what outside linebacker number <laughs> is available though, and that is fifty five, and I'm going to give it even higher marks than Quay Walker, because a 
it's just a little bit disrespectful to Zarius Smith, and I think he kind of deserves that because I don't know what kind of weird crap went on last year with his back injury, and now he plays for Minnesota, so screw him. And B, that's actually and has been the whole time, and I've talked about it, is my Kingsley Anikbari comp is Zadarius Smith. Not an elite athlete in all traits, but an explosive athlete to an elite level, 39.5-inch vert, can go across the line of scrimmage, beat guards, beat centers, can beat tackles, an elite hand fighter, an elite technician, elite with leverage. This guy is ready to rush the passer now. He is not a toolsy kid that you have to teach to play football. He has the toolbox, and he's ready to get in it, and he's going to get in it wearing a beautiful, symmetrical, slightly disrespectful number in 55. And, Jake, I am here for it. A++. Yeah, uh, that is a very cool, especially with the way he, and especially how we've been conditioned to kind of view that number after Zedarius than getting a guy that is just, he's a violent pass rusher. Like he yeah. is, I'm going to run through your, like, you remember the Marshawn Lynch thing? Like, I'm going to run through a guy, I'm at yeah. MFers face MF's over face. and over and over and over. Like, that's how he plays. He's like, you're going to get sick of blocking me because I'm going to keep coming at you again yeah. and again and again. And it's not going to be nice. It's not going to be fun. I'm not going to try to bend around you. I'm going to try to put you on your ass and get to the quarterback. Like, that is how he plays the game of football. And he is a fun kid to watch. And like you said, he's ready to roll. Um, and on this team where that's what you, you need that you don't need to. And you know what? Maybe he might not ever be like a guy you want to rely on to be like your starting outside linebacker, but where this team is at right now in that number. Whoo. Okay. Yeah. Edge three. Yeah. Yes, please. Yep. Let's get yep. creative with that guy. Yep. Um, after him. So we get to the savvies now, right? Seventh round yep. picks. I, I'll go, um, I'll go quick through these. Go. Tariq Carpenter, that's fine. Um, linebacker, safety, wearing 24. He's a special teamer. It is what it is. Uh, Got to say, I, I have not been impressed, and neither have many people I've talked to with Jonathan Ford. Like It's a seventh-round pick, so I'm never going to call it a reach because it just doesn't matter. But um, I have a little bit more hope for his journey. 99 is an elite yeah. defensive tackle number. I have more hope for his journey. Especially um, on a 6'5 guy. Yeah, it's going to look a big cool. lanky guy. He's it's going to be elite aesthetics. Guy. Um, Rasheed Walker, I don't know who you allowed to have this happen. 63 for a tackle is terrible. I that, That's a center's number. It might be a guard's number. It is absolutely not a tackle's number, and I, I would like to know who you who you allowed – who talked you into this? I, this? It's absolutely outrageous. I can't – I don't understand why it was allowed to happen. Um, Caleb Jones at 72, why didn't you take that? George Moore, 77. Why did you take, like, I'm I'm outraged at Rasheed Walker. Um, that's, I, I that's mean, he may, he may not make it out of camp now. But, I mean, if yeah. you're being honest. No, and, and I'm, I'm annoyed by that. And then ultimately, uh, who was the last guy? Samari Toure, 83. I like it. Clean. I like clean. it. Yep. yep. I think he's going to have a hard time making the team, but if he does. Sure. No, I like a, it. He's got a number. Ready no, number. No, I mean, the thing is, like, Toure, I'm sure, was a single-digit guy or a teens guy. Um, I, I think he was a single-digit guy at he's Nebraska. 14. If I No, he's a teens yeah. guy? Okay. Yeah. Um, tough to keep all that straight. But the Packers are running out of, like, single-digit numbers because Watkins is in 11, quarterback wears 12, 14's retired for Hudson, 15's retired for Starr. 
O'Donnell wears 16, Cobb wears 18. Danny Etling had to switch to 19 because C-Dub stole his jersey. And uh, 17 is ceremoniously retired for this year. So um, Toure probably wanted to get in some sort of a teens number. But when you when 14 and 15 are retired, it, it does become difficult. And it's not great that three and four are retired. With these new rules where, you know, if you're not on the line, you can wear single-digit numbers, like – the Canadea and the Canadeo and Favre stuff is unfortunate. Dude, we need to unretire numbers. That's stupid. Like that's maybe a hot take. That's du- like put them in the Ring of Honor and be like, dude, you are awesome. We love you. You you wore this number for the team, and we're not going to let anyone wear it for a year or two. But we need yeah. the numbers. You, it's, the and it's gonna it's gonna have to get to that point. Some the olds would be outraged though. Like if you gave somebody fifteen. Like my guy Corey Banky is coming across the street and burning the stadium to the ground. Like there, there are folks that are not about that life. Well, it's gonna have, it's I'm gonna so, have to get, it's gonna have to get to that point at, at some sure. point, especially when you're the Packers and you have so many. Uh, I mean, you have uh, such a rich history. Well, right, because obviously twelve is getting retired. Like you can't, ref- you can't retire four and not retire twelve. Um, you know, I, I've, and then you've talked, you know, you've heard. The retire 80 for Lofton and Driver. Um, you know, I think you've not heard that. A dual retirement? That's been it's been talked about. What about you Jeff, what about what about Perillo? Yeah, what you about Perillo? We gotta retire um, for him. And and honestly, I would I would have reti- I probably would have retired 36, but that's just me. He's in the ring of honor. I think that's I a bigger deal. It's a bigger deal to have your number recognized somewhere where people can see it than to have it erased from the field. Yeah, that's fair. Boom. There's a take. I, I just, came through, this just came through the old noggin. All right, wow. Christian Watson time, Ross. <laughs> Christian Watson time. What is there to say? What What is there for us to say other than we've been here? We've been here. Wow. Like, this yeah, is, but let's run it back for the people that maybe didn't listen to every episode. Absolutely. And so – the thing with Christian Watson is when you watch him play the game of football, and if you go look at my pin tweet right now from November 20th of this year, and honestly, I could have told you this two years ago from watching him play. He's a Packers receiver. Like the way he plays the game of football, the size, the speed, the toughness, the intelligence, uh, yards after catch, special teams ability. I mean, he is what they would draw up in a lab and cast into their offense at the wide receiver position. The only thing that ever really knocked him from that was the fact that he's going to be 23 his rookie year. He was 22 on draft day, but I think he turns 23 in like a week. Um, So he is a little bit older than what the Packers typically draft. And to just give you an idea of how good he was at North Dakota State, um, when he was invited to the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy has a tweet out there. You can go look it up. I've retweeted it a couple times now, talking about how a a a rival FCS coach mentioned Christian Watson as the scariest person they've had to game plan for since Randy Moss was at that level, and that just speaks to the type of explosive athleticism that he has on the field. It is not. It is not uh, an exaggeration to say every time he touches the ball, he can score. And, and that's, can, I just, 
can I can I let Packers fans in on something? Obviously, okay. I've been close to the Watson camp. Um, literally, I I interviewed him when he was eighteen years old and he committed to North Dakota State. I have known Christian for these five years. Uh, I, I, they're very honest with me. They were really, really, really angry that most people's forties got adjusted like two tenths or three tenths of a second. And Christians got adjusted seven tenths of a second. They have told me that there were multiple scouts that had Christian sub four three, and that multiple multiple times in training, he ran that four two seven four two eight. I know when it says like four three five, you still understand that he's fast, but I think he's like John Ross fast in a way that maybe we aren't quite understanding, and we would have maybe been. More ex- not four two two. I, I shouldn't say. I, I I shouldn't say that. But um, he is fast on a level that is like faster than Marquez fast. Mm-hmm. I, I I think like people don't understand just how fast this guy. And I keep saying fast, <laughs> but but he, he is that fast. Like he broke four three in training a bunch. And that's exactly what I was getting into as well. It's like with all that athleticism, with everything you saw on the field at the FCS level, he is not just doing it against guys that are going to be future car salesmen, quote unquote. The type of athleticism that he has, he's going to be the same guy in the NFL. And by that, I mean the same guy that every time he touches the ball, he is a threat to score. And he's doing that in a 6'4", 210-pound package with the ability, seemingly, to add weight. Like, he still has – or it still looks to be like – I mean, he is – he – and shredded. I think that's – Yeah. He, he, he is – yeah, he kills it in the weight room. I do know that. But uh, I remember talking to you at a North Dakota state game this year. I think it was at the South Dakota state game where I got there and I saw him. And that was really the first time I saw him like up close, close. And I was like, man, he, he is a little bit more wiry than I thought he was. And you're just like, dude, he's legit two ten. And so I don't say that to be a knock. I say that to tell you like he can legit probably add 10 pounds and, and still keep everything that he's got. Um, so He's a guy that does still have some development. Uh, the the comp Ross that everyone keeps talking about is MVS, and I don't like that. I don't like that because for two reasons. One, just because he can do the one thing that MVS could do doesn't mean that's all he can do. Um, and what and don't get me wrong, like MVS is a super valuable commodity in the NFL. Like what MVS was able to do for this team and what he'll do for the Chiefs is he's getting paid handsomely to do it, but. Christian can come in and run nines and, and take the tops off the defenses, but he can run the tunnel screens. He can take the jet sweeps to, you know, 80 yards to the, to the house. He is not a guy that, uh, you know, MVS wasn't that guy. You were never going to just hand the ball off to MVS and say, go make three people miss and get 12 yards. Right. Like he's not going to do that. Uh, Christian legitimately can, he, he can do that. Uh, the other thing that I found interesting uh, that that Goody said about Watson was because they brought that comp up to him and he kind of just kind of rolled his eyes at it too. And he called Watson a, a, a bigger jointed kid 
than MVS and talked about how just because you measure the same way doesn't necessarily mean that you are the same body type. And I, I get it. You know, like that he, he even talked about, he's like, you know, maybe that doesn't make sense, but it does because you look at MVS and that Joker has no calves, no ankle. Like, I mean, he is a twig. Yeah. Uh, you, you yep. look at Christian Watson and he is, I mean, he's, he's yoked. He is put together. He is well-defined through the lower body, like all that stuff that you look at the two, if they stood right next to each other, you would, you'd probably be surprised. Actually, they, they were the same size. Um, that's just kind of how they're built. Uh, but Ross, talk to us a little bit about, cause I know, um, I know the big knocks on him and, and even some of my concerns, my biggest concerns for him are still going to be, you know, what is, how long is it going to take for him to adjust to the NFL level? And can he replicate what we saw in Mobile as far as the route running? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, so I, I get that, and that's why I think, and I've said, like, people that call him raw, I don't know if I buy that. And I certainly talk to folks um, about, like, expectations. I, I really think weeks, like, 10 to 17 will be better than weeks 1 through 9, and maybe 2023 will be better than 2022. But I don't think you like need to wait for year three with him like you did with Jordy and Devontae. He is an older prospect. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's a big one. Obviously, um, intelligence is not an issue. Highest Wonderlick score of any wide receiver at the combine. Um, Lafleur was blown away. Blocking is not an issue. Uh, I, I just think assimilation into the offense, you know, and then concentration drops. Uh, and, and just learning to run routes, you know, that that was something that he just didn't have to do. Like the offense was run, 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 and then hit a 70-yard post uh, to, um, uh, you know, Watson. That was the offense, man. Run a nine, run a post, run a nine, run a post, run a smoke. We'll throw it to you right away. Maybe run a slant uh, or, or we'll hand it to you and you can run past everyone. Like, plus they were never losing games. Like they weren't down in the third quarter and needing to – run a bunch of advanced pass concepts that like Watson needed to know. And when they did like against Missouri state this year, when they made the quarterback switch, he was able to do it. He was able to do all those things. So um, just, it's going to be more of like a learning thing as opposed to like things he's not capable of doing. Yeah. And that's another thing that if you just kind of box score scout him his senior year, you don't have the context because North Dakota State was essentially playing an H-back at, at quarterback the first, what, four or five games of this season until they made a switch. Um, and it was, it was one of those things, like, they're still winning. They're winning a lot of games. It's just their offense seemed clunkier. Uh, they put in Cam Miller, who's more of a natural passer. And uh, what came with that was the passing game. That was Christian Watson. That kind of – I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense why they did it. It's like, hey, this guy's struggling to get our best player of the ball when we need him to. Like, we need to put the guy in there that can do it. And he did. 
And that's kind of what we saw. Now, at, at Mobile, though, when he went down to the Senior Bowl, like I was kind of skeptical about Christian Watson, about tempering my enthusiasm for how high I thought he, he could go because when you do watch his tape, North Dakota State just does not really ask him to run routes. Like you, you already hit on that. But then like day one and day two of Mobile, I'm getting the the Exos, you know, practice film. And the the flexibility and like, and this is important, especially for a guy that's 6'5", the flexibility that he has in his ankles and hips to be able to have the quick feet release and then snap at the top of his routes, it's not normal. It's not normal at all. And it's, in fact, it's, it's rare and it's special. And I think the Packers saw that and that was just another box that they checked. They're like, okay, we understand the context of the offense that he was in. And now we can see like him kind of unlocked uh, running a full route tree. And if you didn't, I mean, if you didn't leave, that, that I think will take time. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. there do have to be expectations managed. Sure. And and because because like I'm talking about the raw ability he has to be an elite route runner that yeah. does still take time. You're right, and it's it's just reps. It's just doing it again and again. And the other thing that I don't think a lot of people are really talking about. I mean, people talk about it, but dude, twelve's got to like you. <laughs> you know, yeah. like tw- twelve has to trust. And I don't mean that to be like twelve's mean, like. 12, like the way Aaron Rodgers operates on an NFL football field, if you are not on the same page as him, he's not going to throw you the ball. And yeah. that's why he, he's had so much success with these guys. And he and they talk about trust. But what it is, is like if, if Aaron Rodgers steps up to the line of scrimmage and sees a certain coverage and he knows that the, the, the play call that is in, the route concept that is in, is not going to is not going to warrant him throwing the ball to you. But if you can make an, you know, these option routes that they have, and like he wants to be able to know, like, I see this coverage. Do you see it? Do you know what we need to do? And can you do that in a half split second so I can get you the ball where it needs to be? And that's, you know, and James Jones has a story about that where he talked about he thought he was going to get in trouble because uh, he was supposed to undercut this route. He was supposed to cross a defender's face, but he actually went behind him, and Rodgers put it right on that guy's ear hole, and he just took it off of it. And and then he came to the sidelines, and Rodgers was like, that's what I wanted you to do because that's what I saw too. Like that's what these young guys – and it's not just Watson, it's Dubs too. Like they're going to need yeah. to get to that level, and that's going to take reps. That's going to take yep. time. Um, but I think you know they have a competitive wide receiver room right now in Green Bay where I think, you know, two or three guys are going to rise to the top and kind of be that weekend, weekend out. You know, and and he has out. upper body strength to get off press. He has unbelievably loose hips and loose ankles. Mm-hmm. Like, like I say, there's just, there's nothing he can't do. There's nothing he is unable to do. He is a natural catcher of the football. The, the drops are concentration. There's one deep post that I think is getting like, viral around internet for the dickheads that don't think like that want to hate on the pick. Cause he went to North Dakota state and I honest to God, think he lost it in the lights in the Fargo dome, but whatever, doesn't matter. He's still shown over and over and over again that he can high point the football or track it over his shoulder. Like there's nothing he can't do. It's just, I think going to be how fast can he learn 
how to run a more diverse route tree. And you know what? And it's going to drive me nuts because of how many times I've said accurately that he's not MVS because he's not. It's it's a stupid comp. It's it, it really it's bad. Um, contact balance, run blocking, uh, high pointing the football. Uh, there's just a number of things running the football kick return ability. There's just so much on his tape that is not on MBS's tape. But with all that said, if in year one, he is the kick returner, they hand it to him once a game. And then he runs all of MBS's shit. That might be his role. And it, like I said, it's going to stuck because people are going to be like, I told you he was MBS. And then hopefully in year two, year three, you get the diverse route tree. Yeah. And the other thing too, Ross, is and we've talked about the whole process, is this is the next evolution of Matt LaFleur's system. Yeah. It's okay. You've got you've got the athletes. All now. the security blankets are gone. Yep. And and can you scheme these guys open? Can because you've got two, I mean, really, you've got three cats now with if you want if a healthy Sammy Watkins, you've got three guys that's like, hey, just get them in space. What yeah. can they do with the ball in their hands with dubs and by Watson, the way, you and have Watkins? Multiple vertical threats. After maybe not having any, <laughs> you know, they acquired Watkins, acquired Watson, and required Dubs. They have multiple vertical threats. Like they yep. are not going to get caught in the championship or the, the playoff situation where MVS wasn't available, and all of a sudden the geometry was screwed because nobody scared the defense. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys that scare the defense. Well, I think. You you also look at this offense as a whole, look at the whole picture, and they just took three offensive linemen too. Like yeah. I think this is I think this is a team that wants to just mash you on the ground. And then they want these young guys to get in space and get their touches that way. Where it's like I really always think said, Sean Ryan can be an elite guard. I mean elite. I, I really, yeah. really believe in him. He's built like a guard. I mean, that dude's got three trunks for legs. And then he's got the the elite movement skills that you want to see in that Oz scheme. That Thick um, with multiple Cs. I don't think – I know we're getting off Watson, but, like, I've had multiple (laughs) people ask me, like, oh, they drafted Tom and Ryan. They must not like Newman and Runyon. Why? No, they love those guys. But they want – they want – nine to 10 dudes that can play. Right. And, and that's, that's smart. And that's the other thing too, that I've been concerned about. And again, we are a little off topic, but like, I've been a little bit concerned about um, like who is going to play tackle and that, cause to me, I don't like, I think Myers is kind of entrenched. I like, you don't, they don't burn second round picks on any offensive lineman, much mm-hmm. less, you know, because they, they liked, Obviously, Scott Wells, super late. J.C. Treader, very middle. And Lindsley, super late. And all of a sudden, they're going to burn a, a round two on a center. And so that's why I'm like, okay, is Zach Tom really going to play center? Uh, and if, you know, how do you find room for Tom and Ryan? And obviously, somebody's going to be the swing interior guy, but like, normally the backups that they take to develop are fifth, sixth, seventh undrafted guys like Van Lannan, like Hanson, like Nijman, like whatever. Usually if they burn a top 100 pick on you, they kind of intend for you to be a dude. And so that's for me, it's like, okay, 
I don't quite understand how, obviously Elton's a tackle now, duh, but I don't understand how you have a long-term plan for Myers and and Ryan and Tom and Runyon and Royce. Someone is going to have to be able to play some tackle. And, I think and, well, is that Royce? Maybe. I, like yeah. I, it's probably easier to pick up a stunt at right tackle than it is at right guard. <laughs> right, and that's you know he was he played left or right at Ole Miss. I think he was a left tackle. He's a right tackle. Uh, was he? I yeah. Think. So yeah. Um, I mean, he's done it in college. He's a good collegiate, you know, left right tackle. But or Zach Tom uh, just never leaves tackle. That's, that's the other thing. I think Zach that's Tom never leaves tackle. I think that, and that's that would be the Bakhtiari scenario of like right, I would gonna, throw. By the way, I would just throw Sean Ryan and Royce Newman like two dogs fighting over a piece of meat and just yep. literally throw that thing in the middle and be like, okay, what, whichever maybe, one. Yeah. <laughs> go maybe get that, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's Royce's long-term plan is like, Hey, here's we right, think here's we think right you guard can play, or we can think you play left guard, right guard center or right tackle. And you're going to back up all those spots. Like that's super valuable in the NFL because you're going to start a lot of games. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that'll be another, you know, the last few years, that position has been super interesting to break down and talk about just because they I have... tell you what, man, Kylan, and especially if they still have seat up run with those guys, Green Bay's preseason games are going to be electric on offense with Jordan Love, Kylan Hill, these young offensive linemen that are good, Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson. Like, it's going to be sick. It's going to be really, really, really fun. Hey, Galaxy Brain. That's why they're doing it. Just wanna, <laughs> this is this is the Jordan Love showcase. <laughs> we are drafting these guys to showcase Jordan Love in the preseason. And Seriously, we though, get, like if you okay. have four out of five competent offensive linemen in the preseason, you're going to roll people. And then you, you throw Amari Rodgers learning the slot position with the second team. Dubs and Watson outside, Jordan Love and Kylan Hill in the backfield. Let's go. Let's yeah. let's go. Patrick Taylor, too, is really Ooh. fun. Let's go. Like, yeah. This dude, Ross, what it is, is Goody's just really good at his job as well. Like Absolutely, let's just call man. a spade a spade. This this roster, once again, is yeah. going to be very deep. Absolutely. And it, it's deep on offense and defense. And hell, dare I say they may they even drafted some guys to play special teams this year. Tariq Carpenter dare, can't play no defense. Dare, I'll tell you that dare right I say, yeah, I know. But guys, uh, there is gonna be so much time to talk about all this. Uh, you know, thank you so much for following along this draft season as we've been going every week. And if you have been following along, you understand how Ross and I feel about Christian Watson. Uh, yeah, we're excited. We're, we are excited to watch him develop in Green Bay. Um, just like I'm sure almost everyone is, except the people that have takes that he's not good and would rather be right about that than watch their uh, team succeed. But that's neither here nor there. I'll get off my soapbox. Uh, we are already at 50 minutes, super long episode, but we did have to give out grades. So it is what it is. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. But until then, go Pack Go.